200 head of pregnant cows turned out on corn stalks in late fall. Around the first of the year, a few cows aborted. A couple cows were down and couldn't get up and a couple died. What's going on in this case? Welcome to Tox Talk. I've got Dr. Scott Fritz, a board certified toxicologist here with me today from Kansas State University's College of Veterinary Medicine and our veterinary diagnostic lab. Hi, Scott. How's it going, Brad? I, this is a great option to dig into some of these cases because you get cases from around the country, right? There's not very many food animal toxicologists and you and Dr. Inslee have a great program here food animal toxicology. So we're going to discuss some of these cases and walk through, and I'm not going to give away the ending and say this might be a tox case, but certainly this is a common scenario. We take cows, they've been grazing, we put them out, corn's harvested, we put them out on corn stalks, and, and in this case in November, and they start grazing. And the first thing re reported here was uh, a little bit of abortion, a couple cows went down, uh, and ultimately died, what are some of the things you're looking for in, in a case like this? Well, the big thing that comes into my mind when you've got cows that are boarded on corn stalks, the first thing I want to look at is nitrates. I mean, that's especially if you've got drought-stressed corn or some of the, you know, some one-off situation there where maybe that corn wasn't grown in ideal conditions. Uh, that's one of the big things I want to look at. And with nitrate poisoning, you know, some of those cows will go down and some of them will die. So this is a pretty common history that we're going to get. Um, with a with a nitrate case especially and so that's where my mind initially goes on yeah and I'm, I'm going a different direction because i'm thinking not always toxicology but i'm thinking malnutrition right the piece of case info that doesn't fit with malnutrition certainly cows down a cow dying really could be bad malnutrition we'd have to be pretty far downhill to do that the abortions maybe toxicology maybe something else but certainly some cornfields have more nutrition left behind than others depending on how they were harvested and our harvesting equipment's a lot more efficient than it was in the past right there's not always a lot of corn left around so what, what are the first things you do as you start an investigation like this one well, as the diagnostician, I, we've got dead cows there, and so necropsy is always an excellent place to start. I think you can get the most information you can get out of some of those that died. They were obviously affected with whatever's going on, but I think you need to do more than one because the worst thing we can do is have several dead cows look at one of them, and she's got hardware or something, and that's not what killed the entire group. A absolutely. So uh, a couple dead cows want to do necropsy, want to look at those aborted fetuses, but I'm going to go one step further and say I can't just look at the dead ones or the aborted fetuses. I've got to get out to the ranch out to the farm and look at everybody, kind of figure out what's going on in that scenario. Did they have some necropsies done in this particular case? Yeah, so there were a couple necropsies done out of that first group that died. And I remember him talking about the older older cows that were dead. They were thin, some of those other things that would go on. And when they opened them up, there was, you know, maybe the omentum didn't have as much fat in it as they thought it should have, or fat around the kidney or heart was maybe not quite what it should have been on a cow. So, which is going along with my theory of maybe they're not getting enough nutrition out there because there are times that we can put cows out and there's not a lot of nutrition in the stock. So nothing disagreeing with malnutrition so far. And when they looked at the rest of the cows in the herd, what was their body condition like? That's it's always tough, right, with producers because they're looking at those cows all the time. And luckily, I guess, or unluckily in this case, the veterinarian wasn't necessarily local. Came back to see what was going on, and he noticed immediately those cows had lost a body condition or two since he preg-checked them in the fall. So, you know, they preg-checked them in November, kicked them out on stocks. He was gone, came back at the first of the year and said, man, these cows are way thinner than they were when I pregged them. 
Excellent point. Because we don't notice stuff like that. You think about it, even with whether it's with your kids or family you've seen or haven't seen in a while. But if you see your kids every day, you don't notice how much they're growing. But when your relatives come and see them after six months or a year and they're like, man, they've really shot up. We don't notice it. Same way with checking your cows for body condition. The one thing I would think about doing as you're looking, going through the fall, whether it's toxicology related or not, taking some pictures allows you to get that time lapse of what are the body condition doing. So the veterinarian noticed immediately these cows had dropped off dramatically in body condition. What did they do at that point? At this point, went out to look at the rest of them and noticed that they were just standing around in this cornfield. They were huddled, not necessarily huddled up for warmth, but they were standing in groups not doing anything and they weren't grazing. And they'd been, you know, in this particular field for a couple of weeks and there was still quite a bit of forage left in there, which you wouldn't expect in cows that were in there for a while. Now you have blown my nutrition theory out of the water, right? Because if you're, if you're hungry and you're not getting enough nutrition, you're eating everything in sight. You're not standing there looking at each other, right? right they're, they're hungry. They're moving around there and there's not a bunch of forage left. No, they're, you're going to be digging under fences and trying to get out for everything they can. And in this case, there was, you know, what, what appeared to be plenty of forage left in that cornfield. All right. So now, now my nutrition theory has gone. What, what do we do next? Yeah. So this, this case gets, I mean, the, there's a few points we've left out. So this was kind of on the side of a river. Some of the initial cornfields, like in November, were up in the hills. And as we got later in the year, they kept moving them closer to home. And this field that they were in at this point was kind of in a river bottom. So it was right up out of the river, which would be an excellent place to have a cornfield. But that fall, for whatever reason, that field had been flooded late fall like that. And it was underwater for a while before they were able to harvest it. And so that kind of clued us in at that point when they said it had been flooded out. There's some other things we want to look for. At that. Gotcha. Now we're concerned about potentially molds is the first thing that's into my mind and some of the byproducts of those which would be issues because it was flooded so that was flooded in october the cattle started grazing corn stalks in november but this is january february by the time this is happening so now we're pretty concerned about some of those things what samples do i take what do i need to do because my necropsy frankly wasn't very helpful in this case no it's pretty non-specific and it, it lines up with the the whole malnutrition theory the issue in this case is there's feed provided there. And so you got to go look at the feed and figure out why they're not eating it. And so we got samples from that cornfield, but I mean, there were some cobs that were left over that had some corn on them. We got some of the leaves and some of the stalks themselves submitted. And so right with you, we went looking for mold. So we were doing some mycotoxin analysis on on that feed that was left in there. And, and when you say feed, they weren't getting supplemental feed. They were just grazing corn stalks and leftover crop residue. Correct. Yeah, just, yep. the, just the residue left over. Yep. So what'd you find? So in that, there was really elevated levels of Dawn, which is deoxynovalanol. It's also called vomitoxin. So it always helps me to remember vomitoxin makes pigs vomit. And so that helps kind of... Boy, that's, you guys really name stuff really creatively. It, at least that one tells you what's going on. It, <laughs> so you know there's something going on with the GI tract and the cattle. It just, it, feed refusal is the main thing that you see. Really? Anorexia, not not eating. And so it's the it's the same toxin that we would see... But, but I thought most of the time, that I think about that, and tell me if I'm off here, I think about that on the grains, and when they're grazing stalks, you don't have a lot of grain out there. No, you're absolutely right. Those, the molds need a high-energy substrate, so I think about them on the grain too. Distiller's grains are special because they basically a condensed version of what was in the field. But this case, we actually were finding the, you know, the stalks, the leaves themselves were moldy, and we were finding these elevated levels of vomitoxin throughout all of that. Yeah. So now, have you got your culprit? Is this the, is this the answer to this case, or do you keep digging? 
So usually the simplest answer is the right one, right? We have a elevated levels of a mycotoxin we know is going to make them refuse feed. The cows that ultimately died were the older cows. And so that's, I guess, not all that surprising. Um, we're in January, so it's cold out and they're in late gestation. So there's a huge metabolic demand on those cows. And then they're getting feed that they don't want to eat. So is this something that, and this may be a stupid question, but can I see this? So if I went out and I walked around and I looked at the stock field and I'm looking, is this something I can see? visibly see or do I have to send a sample to the lab to find out what's going on? So you won't see the vomit toxin itself. You might see some mold. So in this case, the corn leaves themselves had some black fuzz on it. The the corn on the cob, you know, also had, you could tell there was some fuzzy material on there. So you know there's some mold there, but you really need to do some analysis to determine if an actual toxin present. Because it's not that uncommon, depending on the winter, that you would walk in any stock field and you might see occasional mold on some things yeah sure especially if it's been you know if it got wet for whatever reason but yeah if it was flooded like in this case so now vomit toxin cows aren't eating what's the next step in this particular case so this one you really got to start feeding them i mean they were able to pull them off put them in the yard and they started feeding the tmr and those cows wouldn't eat for a little while even after the fact even though they were hungry or at least losing condition, it took a little while to get them back to the point where they wanted to eat again. Losing condition, but also no appetite. No and, appetite, And, and yep. that's the big issue. And I think that should be a differentiator. As we talked our way through this case, there are a couple red flags that come up. One, and, and I kind of glossed over it early on, but w- with having cows die or abort, I, I wouldn't expect that without severe malnutrition. Well, in this case, it was malnutrition and they're anorexic, but it is severe because they're not wanting to eat. And two, with malnutrition, I'd still expect an appetite. So there's a couple things off there. So what would you do next time to prevent something like this because you don't always know and grazing crop residues as you've said before can be economically viable thing for a lot of producers so how do i prevent this from happening i think anytime you have some sort of growing condition that doesn't fit with you know i don't want to say normal but not what you would expect so a flooded field in this case it would at least you know i'm not saying avoid it but you need to go and do some digging and you know maybe it's worth grabbing some samples and submitting it just see where you're at well and even the closer monitoring because i know a lot of times when uh, cows go out and they're grazing crop residues of any kind we turn them out and our checking is going to be relatively minimal because they're at a stage that we've weaned their calves it's just the cows out there they're normally pretty hardy the older cows know what to do where to get shelter We may not be checking them as closely, but one of the things I think you even mentioned in this case is the crop residue didn't seem to be disappearing. Yeah, and if you can notice that the crop residue is not disappearing out of a cornfield, then there's got to be something seriously wrong. Yeah, they're not eating anything. They're not going to be on there that long. You know, it doesn't take them that long to clean a field like that up. Yeah, absolutely. And the change in body condition, as we mentioned, very gradual, comes up suddenly. So I think certainly something to keep an eye on anytime they're on stocks because nutrition is still an important part of it as you go forward. And then you can always modify that. But when you get a toxic case like this, the anorexia is the big problem. Anything you do different in this one? Not from a workup standpoint. I think the you know, having the veterinarian come in and noticed it right away and noticed some of the behaviors and we knew where to look. Well, they had lost condition, but they weren't eating. So you got to look at the feed. You know, give that veterinarian some credit. He did everything right, in my opinion, on this case. Uh, from a producer standpoint, I think we just need to try to avoid some of these, you know, flooded fields especially, but yeah. even fields that have been drought stressed, anything like that. 
anything that adds that much stress to the plant, you have some concern about whether I'm going to get mold afterwards or I had some issues with plant. And I know we've gone through some of both of those in this country this year. So certainly something to watch out for and monitor those cows closely. If I want to learn more about vomitoxin or any of the other toxicology topics, where should I go, Scott? Uh, first stop would be the BCI toxicology tab on the website. Um, there's going to be a lot of resources there that are going to cover a lot of these topics for you. Excellent. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate it.